Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And good evening, one and all, and welcome to the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and other great radio networks around the world, including iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com, and all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to find out about the great programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, just visit www.xzbn.net. We're going to be talking about a book that is coming out published by the good people at Train Day, uh, Kennedy and Oswell, The Big Picture. And our guest this hour is Judith Very Baker. She has degrees in medical and cultural anthropology, English and communications. Baker is an author, artist, futurist, and former cancer researcher who book Me and Lee, How I Came to Know, Love, and Lose Lee Harvey Oswell, is an underground bestseller. Judith's second, David Ferry, mafia pilot, is the only biography ever published about one of the Kennedy assassination's most enigmatic uh, suspects. Joining me now is Judith Very Baker. And Judith, welcome back to the Exxon. Great talking to you again. It's good to be here. Thank you. All right, Judith, for our listeners who may not have had the experience or the pleasure of hearing you before, what is your connection with the JFK assassination? Well, I personally knew Lee Oswald. 
And Lee Oswald was not the person that has been represented in common media. Mm-hmm. He's an entirely different person. And we had a love affair. Of course, that's been hidden. Uh, but fortunately for me, a number of witnesses have now come out, especially after the book was published. And uh, recently, also, more secret uh, files have been released that uh, talk about some events that happened in the, the book Me and Lee that before that were not uh, documented. Now, you met Lee Harvey Oswald in New Orleans on April 26, 1963, and you claim that this was an event and experience that changed your life. <laughs> I, it certainly did. It, it was. You see, I thought I was in love uh, before I met Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell in love with a man with an IQ of 186, hard to find, mm-hmm. uh, who shared some of my interests. But I, I was in love with sex, and I didn't understand the difference. With Lee, it, it, it changed everything. The Lee Harvey Oswald that the world knows, thanks to the media, is totally different than the Lee Harvey Oswald that you knew, that you loved, that you spent yes. time with. Tell us about the real Lee Harvey Oswald, the Lee Harvey Oswald that you loved. First of all, if you look at photographs about Lee, you know, you will notice, unless it's one from when he was arrested and all mm-hmm. beat up, you'll see that he's always smiling. He yep. has people with him. That's the real Lee was a very friendly. Judith, are you still there? Projects. Okay. Huh? I'm, I'm sorry. We just dropped you there for a second, but you're back. Yeah, it drops every once in a while. I'm sorry. I'm in a location where it does that. I apologize. But anyway, uh, Here's the thing about Lee. He could not be his real self working uh, for the FBI and CIA because when you're working on a project or something, you can't have a friend call up and say, hey, let's go to lunch. You know, he couldn't make extra friends, so he had to be aloof. Mm -hmm. He had to act like he was unfriendly to get his work done. Now, he was plenty friendly with the people he had to associate with. uh, So people don't know the real uh, person. So you have one FBI... um, interview after another where they say this person thought he was, you know, un- he was uh, uncommunicative, he was sullen, he was quiet, uh, he didn't make friends. Well, he couldn't. And anyone who has really talked to FBI or CIA agents in the field, they understand this. The Lee I knew was a, a completely different person. In fact, anybody who got to know Lee learned that same thing. Lee, um, uh, uh, was unbelievably uh, thoughtful and, and considerate, but you would never know it from the various interviews that right. were done. All right, please stand by, Judith. You and I have to take our first break. Exonation, Judith Very Baker's our special guest this hour. And um, we'd like you to take a look at the following website, jfkdallasconference.com. We're talking about Kennedy and Oswald, the big picture, this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Is it science or is it magic? Once a magical thing has been scientifically proven, is it no longer magic? Or is magic simply the science of tomorrow? Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, on The Science of Magic a syndicated radio program dedicated to combining the science and magic of today's dynamic and controversial topics to co-create new solutions. By triangulating information from today's leading experts from the scientific and magical fields, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truths you won't find anywhere else. Join us daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview the shared thoughts with the amazing guests from both science and magic. The resulting knowledge is unprecedented. As a gift to you, the listener, past episodes can be accessed on our website free of charge at thescienceofmagic.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, 
and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. Judith Very Baker is our special guest this hour, along with Edward L. Schwartz. Judith um, authored Kennedy and Oswald, The Big Picture. And uh, for more information, we are, we're, you know, we're pointing at you all to visit the website, JFK Dallas Conference. Dot com this hour here on the Exxon, and uh, Kennedy and Oswell on the big picture is going to be available by at Trinday as well as Amazon.com. Now, before we went to the commercial break, Judith, uh, you, you said that CIA operatives and FBI field operatives would know what it was like. Are, are, can we, are, are you saying that Lee Harvey Oswald was an FBI or CIA operative? Oh, absolutely. More and more evidence is coming out uh, to support this, thank heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of uh, people who were quashed when weren't able to speak about this. Uh, uh, new files coming out show a very interesting um, problems. Uh, uh, for example, the CIA saying, what are we going to do? We have to make sure nobody talks about Lee Oswald. Now, ordinarily, of course, that wouldn't be the case if he weren't an operative, you see. So these new uh, records coming out that were secret are very interesting. Um, was this information revealed uh, during the Warren Commission? <laughs> no, no. In fact, the Warren Commission uh, did get some information actually removed. For example, Lee Oswald had a stereo realist camera that he gave to his brother before he uh, went uh, and to uh, USSR as a fake defector. Mm-hmm. That camera, Marina Oswald said, stereo realist, she, point, she uh, identified it and said that Lee had purchased it before he uh, joined the Marines, took it with him to Japan and everywhere overseas, and then brought it back. Now, when the Warren Commission described that camera, they didn't describe it as a realist stereo, just as an American camera, and that made it impossible to identify it with a stereo realist. And then Ruth Payne said she owned it, which was not true. Fascinating. What was the real connection between Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby? Well, Jack had actually known uh, Lee as a youngster for quite a while. See, Ruby, by the way, new secret files. Here we go again. It has come out. Mm-hmm. I had put on page 108 in uh, the, the book, Me and Lee, that Jack Ruby really had a lot of power and that he was able to take his strippers to uh, Las Vegas if he liked them, if they slept with him, if he liked them enough, and he could get them, um, you know, some uh, uh, help them in their career in Las Vegas. And, of course, I had no evidence except what I, I as a witness had been told. Well, a new file has come out showing that Jack Ruby was that important. Uh, he was actually at the Tropicana Motel, uh, seven days before, eight days before the uh, assassination. And they gave him a Rolls Royce to drive around in, and he registered himself in the strippers, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, uh, Rubin. So, uh, yes, he was that important. Now, Jack Ruby uh, was given information about the 
project because he, the mafia, wanted um, Castro dead just as the CIA did. And a few years ago, the CIA finally admitted that they had set up arrangements with the mafia to uh, try and kill Castro. So Ruby comes over from Dallas with money. And, of course, I got to meet him. At that time, I learned that he had known Lee for years because Lee's mother, you see, used to date Carlos Marcello's driver, Sam Torini. And not only that, but Lee's only uncle that uh, meant anything to him, and he spent his early years with him, that was Charles Ardus Moret and his uh, wife Lillian, Aunt Lillian. Uh, he worked for Carlos Marcello and had been a dock enforcer for him. When he got too old for that, he'd been a boxer. Uh, he got a cushy job, you know, bookmaking for Carlos Marcello. So Jack Ruby would come to these uh, parties that Marcello held, such as at the, um, he had a, a Churchill Farms plantation. We now was, you know, was worth over $8 million of, of land uh, there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would have these parties where everybody came, just like in The Godfather. You see these big parties and weddings and so on. And Lee would be there with his mom. So um, when Lee and his mother moved to, to Fort Worth, uh, uh, Dallas area, uh, Deuce Moret asked Jack Ruby to um, please uh, let everybody there know to take good care of my boy. So that's where it was. He didn't want to kill Lee. And in fact, you find that someone calls, and it, they said it was Jack Ruby's voice the night before that Lee was shot and said, he's going to be killed. We just found the newspaper um, a clipping that was released by the CIA in these new files mm-hmm. showing that the FBI had called the Dallas police and said he will be shot tomorrow if you take him out. And so that was ignored. But, you know, I, I've watched the, the video footage of the Kennedy assassination yeah. and, and the days after, in, including the, uh, the the footage where Lee Harvey Oswald is being brought into the basement of the Dallas uh, police station. Yes. And Jack Ruby, point blank, pulls a revolver, and shoots him in the stomach. Yes. He shot him uh, just below the rib. Uh, right. Yes. So so why why did Ruby kill Lee well, Harvey Oswald? Well, Ferry told me, now, they had told me that Jack's name was Sparky Rubenstein. Mm-hmm. And it was a joke because I had a dog named Sparky who used to wet on my bed, and they said they wanted to introduce me <laughs> to a, another guy who, another dog that couldn't control himself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So I was not aware. So Dave calls me and says, look, you mustn't be upset with Jack Ruby. He forgot that I didn't know who that was. Mm-hmm. He said, look, you know, uh, Jack knew uh, Lee a long time. He didn't want to do this, but they told him they would cut off every protruding part of his body if he didn't do it. Then they would go and torture his dogs to death, and they go after his sister and his brothers. So he had no choice. Who were the they? Well, I, I believe this was a mafia, but I can't, I can't, I can't say. I will only say what I know. So, do you, do you believe? And this is a, a hypothetical question, and I don't want to put you on the spot. Do you oh, believe? Oh, you already have. <laughs> okay, all right. Yes, I have, and I'm sorry about that. No, I'm not. Um, it, it, it is was the mafia working with the CIA in order to assassinate President Kennedy? Uh, well, first of all, it started out as. A project to kill Castro, mm-hmm. but when they got right, the Bay of Pigs, right? thing together, yeah. you know, then they had the ability. If they couldn't get Castro, why not go after Kennedy? Because Kennedy out of the way, they could attack Cuba. That was the whole point, especially if they tried to link Lee Oswald to Cuba. All right, I, I understand. I understand that, but 
if Lee Harvey Oswald was involved in national intelligence, either with the FBI or with the CIA, the DNA, or any of the other alphabet soup, why wasn't this revealed at the time of his arrest? Why would it, Lee Harvey Oswald not gone to one of his handlers and have the handler? Well, he, he actually tried. He made a cutout call. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that means that someone who would get in charge of about how they pulled the plug so he couldn't reach him. And so Lee had no way to contact someone to help him. But On if, the other hand, Lee could not tell anybody when he was arrested or to the media, look, I'm CIA, because if he did that, the contacts he had made in USSR, who were CIA contacts, mm-hmm. Russia would have exterminated them. Do you think so that do you, do you think that Lee, in the privacy of an interrogation room, would have disclosed his connection with the CIA to the Dallas police? Well, here's the problem he had. He couldn't do it to the Dallas police because he knew that the police had been run by, you have to understand, we now have more secret files that come out that show Mm -hmm. that Charles Cabell, who was the general, and in the CIA that Kennedy fired, he hated Kennedy with a passion. You know, his brother was Earl Cabell, uh, mayor of Dallas, who had run the police department prior to being a mayor. On top of that, we now know from these new secret files that Earl Cabell was CIA. Why do you think after all these years, the truth, as you purport it to be, has not been fully disclosed and uh, an investigation into the assassination of JFK and those involved, which would include Lee Harvey Oswald, has not been reopened? Well, we have Operation Mockingbird, where you find out that the CIA says we're always going to give the media the wrong information. And then, of course, they infiltrated the media Mm -hmm. to this. uh, You can really tell who is telling the truth now in media. If they say that Lee Oswald killed Kennedy, because it doesn't take more than an hour online to find the the right uh, uh, information. If they say that they're a good investigative reporter and then they say Lee Oswald killed Kennedy, you can't trust them. It's a real litmus test. It really is. Um, what was, in your opinion, based on the people you've talked to over the years and your personal knowledge of the of the events going back to that November, was Lee Harvey Oswald involved in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy? Well, he was to the extent that he tried to save Kennedy's life. In 1999, near the, uh, the end of 1999, I met with mm-hmm. Jim Mars, and he wrote the afterward in Me and Lee, and he didn't do that with... Uh, without great thought and very much preparation and, and investigation into who I am and, you know, uh, recommending this book. And I'll tell you why, because he and I, when we sat together, I was showing my evidence files. He saw some of my, the witness statements that people who had known me and Lee seen us together. Right. But only when I said that Lee had joined an abort team, that man sat up and looked me in the eye and he said, what? And <laughs> he's spoken about this to others, but now he, you know, he just recently died. But Jim Mars mm-hmm. sat up straight and he said, what only one person I know knows about the abort team, and that's me, because he said that uh, Robert Char- uh, Robert Tosh Plumley had just told him about, uh, I don't know, maybe within a year or so earlier, about the abort team that he flew in to try to stop the Kennedy assassination. I had not known, nobody knew because it had been published, I told him about the fact that Lee told me he joined an abort team and that he was supposed to stay in, in um, the Texas School Book Depository, apparently to stop anyone from coming in. So he was basically on the bottom floors and all. He was nowhere up in the front 
at the top when at the time of, of the assassination. That has never been proven. You and even the uh, chief of police there said you cannot put Lee Oswald on the sixth floor. We can't do it. Not with the evidence they have. Um, the point is, is that Lee Oswald was uh, not uh, able to do much unless he was told what to do by the abort team. I don't know all the circumstances, mm -hmm. but I know that he said he had infiltrated this team. Now, I also said in 1999 that Lee, and, uh, that Lee had told me he thought he saved Kennedy's life three weeks earlier. Now, I spoke to him 37 and a half hours before the assassination. This goes into Wednesday and early Thursday. Now, the assassination occurred on Friday. Lee is telling me uh, that he has, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't know whether he's going to survive. And that he uh, did say, well, I believe I saved Kennedy's life three weeks earlier, and uh, they suspect me now. I'm afraid they're going to shoot me. They're going to. They're going to get rid of me, and maybe they'll even blame me for all of this. But why oh, wouldn't why God, wouldn't why, horrible to hear him say these things? But why wouldn't Lee go to the media or go public and say, "Listen"? But wait, wait again. First of all, I've gone to the media, and you think I have been able to? You say, "God, you're listening." Lee Oswald couldn't have done that because it would have exposed so many operations that were going on. As I said, remember, he had come in from the Soviet Union. And if he had used this inside knowledge, he had joined an abort team that was supposed to help him stop the assassination in Dallas. But what happened? Three what? weeks earlier. All right. Three weeks ago. We've got to take, we've only, got to take our news. Said they, they got there too late. All right. We've got, got, we've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Exxon Nation, Judith Vary Baker is our special guest this hour. www.jfkdallasconference.com. We're talking about the book that she wrote with Edward I. Schwartz. Kennedy and Oswell, the big picture. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. 
You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Ancient prophecies, legends, and current events indicate we're entering a high-frequency era supporting enlightenment. During expansive times, old rules fail, necessitating access to the ever-shifting currents of life for guidance. There's an ancient form of shamanism through which we can obtain the information we need. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School, with a great new provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow is an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. Embrace the magic. Empower your life. Study Galactic Shamanism at findyourpathhome.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. X-Zone Nation, our guest this hour is Judith Barry Baker, along with Edward I. Schwartz. She co-wrote Kennedy and Oswald, The Big Picture. And um, it's a great pleasure having you with us, uh, Judith. I, can, I can't imagine the amount of frustration, anger, uh, disappointment in the system, uh, betrayal that you must have felt way back then and still feel today because of 
the way that this entire investigation in your eyes all these years later has been conducted and still still the real story hasn't gotten out yet well it has thanks to you <laughs> it's getting out yeah. it is and uh, it's a big change in fact uh, from in 1999 they said it was hopeless it isn't hopeless anymore the internet's changed everything why do you why do you think um, you have I know you have enemies, and why do why do you think they still, after all these years, are attacking you? Is it because you are still trying to get the truth out there and set the record straight? Well, first of all, it's the same people attacking me. They, really, new people haven't been added to this. It's the same batch. The ones who said, uh, starting with John McAdams, who wrote that uh, Dr. Mary Sherman never did cancer research, mm-hmm. and we could go on from there. I mean, they... They just uh, poisoned uh, many researchers' minds, and they never looked at me again. They just said, don't listen to her. Well, those who have, for example, Phil Nelson, who's written books uh, that have been very well received, and about uh, LBJ especially, just wrote an essay saying that about my many credentials and the fact that that, uh, I've been uh, uh, mistreated and misquoted, and you could go on and on. I mean, it's outrageous how they will change what I said by just adding a word. If you add not or add yes to something instead of no and just change one word, you could change everything. Fortunately, from the beginning, I have had my original manuscripts scripts, and at the uh, conferences and everything, I show mm-hmm. them to people so they can see how these people change my quotes and everything without any kind of uh, responsibility or, you know, they just can get away with it. They're trolls, you know. Now, you told us uh, in the previous segment that 37 about 37 hours before the assassination yes. of President Kennedy, you had been talking to Lee Harvey Oswald. At that time, uh, is there anything Lee could have done to to abort or to well, put right. a halt For into example, the assassination? Uh, you know, Abraham Bolden and uh, James Douglas have come out with the fact that it was mm-hmm. a person named Lee who saved Kennedy's life in Chicago. Right. And we can trace all that. Now, if Lee was able to do that, what happened, he said after that, is that he was under suspicion. He had trusted the FBI. Now, as you know, the FBI really threw him under, uh, threw him, you know, threw him under the bus, and uh, along with the CIA because of Hoover. And Hoover got more involved. So I, Lee had nowhere to turn that, uh, as mm-hmm. far as, you know, he had to rely on the board team right. and what they might be able to accomplish. Where were you? On November the 22nd, 1963, when President Kennedy was shot. I was in a prestigious chemical lab called uh, Peninsular Chem Research mm-hmm. uh, when I was kicked out of New Orleans for objecting their knowledge that they'd be injected with a cancer that was that would kill them if it worked, and he had volunteered for cancer research at this mental hospital so they wouldn't have to be at, uh, uh, you know, at the prison anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they forced me to go back, but then they realized, wait a minute, all these reporters, because a lot of people were following my story, reporters were, if she goes back and she's not in it, uh, doing any cancer research, they'll see what happened in New Orleans. So they put me in a very prestigious pen- peninsular chem research lab, even though they messed up my records, and it shows that uh, in my official records, I had a D in chemistry. It's just terrible what they did in my records. But here I have all the checks and everything. Of course, everybody, all my family knew I was working there. So I was there working as a lab assistant. We were doing laser research. We were doing um, uh, 
chemical uh, analyses of. Mm-hmm. So we have all that going on. And then they bring out the chairs. Now, this group, a lot of them were connected with CIA. Uh, I assume this because of, of the materials. A lot of the materials we were working with were, were highly classified. So I, I found some records on that. But at any rate, uh, we are, uh, they uh, put chairs out there and wanted to see uh, what was going to happen when uh, Kennedy went into Dallas. This was a Friday. On a Friday, they often did that, uh, put on TV near the end. It's near the end of the work week and all that. And they had, often had a longer lunch. So they're out, some were out there playing volleyball, and then here it comes. Um, I was so worried, so upset, and wondering what I could do. I could do nothing. I had to wait and see if Lee would survive, see if Kennedy would survive. Lee said he didn't think he had a chance. They, were, he, they tried all kinds of, of things. Lee tried mm-hmm. sending warnings on Sunday. And uh, these have been discredited, and this, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a mess uh, how they've just destroyed so many of the records. All right, he did what he could. Okay, there's something I don't understand. The United States Secret Service, who is responsible for the (laughs) protection? Wait a second, here I I heard that snicker. Who is responsible (laughs) for the protection and the safekeeping of the President of the United States and his family, as well as other members of the top government echelon? say that anyone, if they receive any information pertaining to a threat uh, to the President of the United States, they take it very seriously. Of course they did. They had a lot of threats going on. In fact, a bunch of fake threats were thrown Mm -hmm. in there, and we wonder who did that, so that they would never be able to figure out which ones were very important. Wow. We do know that the military threat threat was uh, real, and uh, uh, Kennedy was brought in by helicopter. They were afraid to have him in an open car because... Miltier said, this is 18 days before the assassination, okay, mm-hmm. that, um, I'm sorry, uh, it was on the 18th, excuse me, not 18 days, it was on the 18th. And we have uh, Miltier saying that uh, Kennedy's going to be shot with a high-powered rifle from a, an office building. Now, what did the FBI do? They sent that information out to all kinds of places, but not to Dallas. So Dallas Secret Service never got that information. But what about the, de- what about the, what about the Secret Service in Washington? Where the presidential detail is 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 centered and and uh, they changed the detail all around. You can go to Vince Palomaro's book and you'll find out that they they put in second echelon and took away the top echelon uh, people, put them on wow. vacation and everything like that. Put a driver who was known to panic when he panicked, which he did when he was with Nixon down in Venezuela. He put his foot on the brake mm-hmm. and Nixon was surrounded by people spitting on the the car and trying to bash the windshields in and that man just sat there same thing happened in dallas when shots ran out he put his foot on the brake but what about the story that came out uh, years ago about uh, uh president kennedy actually being shot by a weapon that was in a secret service vehicle behind him uh well that story was put up there by after that man died i'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd be horrified to find out uh all the what it is is as came more and more obvious that shots couldn't have come from the sixth floor. Right. Defy, uh, not talking about, and of course, uh, not uh, defending Kennedy properly. This silly story was never, ever um, authorized or even, uh, uh, what you call, verified Mm -hmm. by the Secret Service. This came out independently, and it's another... Uh, you know, red herring trail just lead you away from what really happened. If this were serious, I mean, everybody, 
and everybody would have uh, at the time that there would have been heads rolling but that didn't happen in fact the people in the secret service were actually given given awards and, and citations uh, and we're talking about people who were drinking at the cellar door you know in fort worth the night before and didn't even get back until six in the morning a couple of them and and uh, that kennedy and his wife jacqueline were left alone in the hotel with only firemen guarding them as the secret service went off and did their own thing that's on record yeah i know why would why would anybody entrust the security and safety of the president of the united states with firemen who are usually never armed well that's what they did and they laughed about it so we we have people who really hated kennedy for example abraham bolden said mm-hmm. how many of the secret service agents just despised kennedy because Kennedy put a black Secret Service agent for the first time on the Kennedy detail. When Abraham Bolden tried to say that Kennedy's uh, life was saved by someone named Lee and he'd gotten that information, all of a sudden he gets blackmailed and he was put in prison and then in a mental hospital mm-hmm. and uh, his life was destroyed. Wow. Yeah. You know, by the way, I was, I was not saying anything against firefighters. I have the greatest respect for mm-hmm. them. Uh, but I, you know, I, I just can't, you know, if, if I would rather see a policeman go into a bank robbery than a fireman, you know what I mean? Right. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, there was very little, very careless handling of Kennedy. And to give them um, <laughs> the uh, attention and, and that none of them were fired or anything like that is really disgusting. The, uh, the lack, for example, not one of them were standing on the back of that. We had threats in Dallas, serious threats, mm-hmm. and they're all on a car in the back. And when Clint Hill tried to jump off, you know that the man in charge of the Secret Service agents tell him, told him, stop, stay on the on the car, but he didn't. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. It's Unreal. real. Um, let's talk now about the uh, the JFK Dallas conference that uh, you're going to be heading up in the very oh, near while. Uh, tell us about it. Why did you start it? When did you start it? I uh, Well, if I told you everything about that, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, it's not easy to talk about this because people mean well, mm-hmm. all right? I'm not saying they don't. They do mean well, but what happens is when other conferences have been in existence a long time, they they lose the vision, I think. Really? They, they, we needed new blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not allowed to speak at the Lancer Conference because there were people there who, from the beginning, never met me, never never saw my evidence files, never talked to my witnesses, but because I told you about these early things going around, right. they went on record early on saying, boy, this is ridiculous. She's, you know, she's no good. She's a fraud. She's a fake. And they won't change. You know, they will not say, I made, I made a mistake. Do you know who did say that? No. He said he, he was really sorry. He wrote a book review. You can see it on the, the uh, Amazon website uh, for me and Lee. And he said, I was so wrong. I finally read her book. And I apologize because I know now that the things that they were saying about her were untrue. So Vince Palmara, who's written um, uh, several books about the Secret Service, he is the number one uh, expert. He, he will uh, tell you that, you mm-hmm. know, he, he gave an honest um, assessment after he read the book. But these other people, they never met me. And they keep hammering this in. They, it's ego. It's, oh, my book is ruined if she's right, and so on. So the moral of the story is, don't tell the truth, keep the lie alive. Well, 
they're losing the battle because you, the internet is now spreading around. I've got all the, I've got so many evidence files that shows mm-hmm. that, and uh, you know that I'm telling the truth. And, and I don't. Uh, they're talking to each other mostly now. Listen, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Judah, thank you so much for coming on the show and for telling the truth here on the Exxon. And when we come back, I'd like to talk more about your connection with Lee Harvey Oswell, as well as, you know, promote the conference that is coming up in the very uh, near future. Exxon Nation, Judith Vary Baker is our guest this hour, and along with uh, Edward Schwartz, she co-authored Kennedy and Oswald, The Big Bang Picture. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up, as we wrap up this uh, this hour here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And to all our Canadian listeners, have a happy Thanksgiving weekend. is under ever-increasing pressure from untenable lifestyles and growing populations. Yet, viable answers seem in short supply. What if I told you there's an ancient form that can empower you to take charge of your life? What if your entire family could be enfolded and supported by life itself, finding safe passage through challenging times? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School with Great News, an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes based in an ancient form of shamanism easily learned and used by your entire family. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow are a series of online adult and children's lessons instructing your entire family on natural law, how to cooperate with and be supported by the powers of the universe. Visit findyourpathhome.com to find these unique and powerful classes. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? 
Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. What is truth? Historically, we viewed things as either being true or false. Now, as we enter a more expansive era, we find the question is not, is it true? but rather, how true is it? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of the Science of Magic Radio, a syndicated, internationally broadcast radio program dedicated to uncovering this ever-expanding truth. Join me daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview today's leading experts from the fields of science and magic to uncover the hidden truth between the lines drawn in the sand. What we unearth in our discussions is not only amazing, but totally unprecedented. You won't want to miss a single episode. In service to our listeners, past episodes can always be found on our website with our compliments at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, everyone. Before we get back to my guest of this hour, Judith Very Baker, I would just like to say that I screwed up in the last segment. And you know me, if I make a mistake, I'm the first one to admit it. As we were going to the commercial break, I was telling you, the audience, that um, Judith, along with, oh my gosh, along with Edward Schwartz, they co-authored Kennedy and Oswald, The Big Bang Picture. Well, that's not the name of the book. I, my favorite TV show is The Big Bang. Uh, the name of the book is Kennedy and Oswald. The big picture. So, Judith, I apologize for that. No, it is a big bang. Yes, <laughs> but you know, like it was. Oh my gosh, I did what? First of all, Judith, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. By the way, I still have the autographed copy of Me and Lee: How I Came to Know, Love, and uh, Lose Lee Harvey. Of, well, the autographed copy that you sent me all those years ago, right here in my office. And so, I thank you for that. And um, tell us about the conference. First of all, where is the conference, when is the conference, and let us know who's speaking at that conference. Oh boy, well that's going to take all 12 minutes or so that we've got left. Here it is. We're going to be meeting at the Crown Plaza Hotel that's only steps away from Dealey Plaza mm-hmm. in Dallas, and that'll be on November 17, 18, 19. And the easiest way and fastest way to get uh, everything going is just go to PayPal, and it's $105, and you send it to JFK Conference at yahoo.com and that will get you in and then i'll be in contact with you and and you can get the information uh you can go to the crown plaza hotel and uh get the group right there we are going to have a speaker's dinner which is 44 dollars, but it's worth it because you can sit with your favorite speaker and boy we have speakers so that's uh what that's about and invite everybody to go to uh, jfkdallasconference.com in order to uh, find out more details and everything 
All right. So who are who are who are some of the real big name speakers that you have there? How many speakers all told do you have? We have thirty one. Wow. And many of these have never been uh, haven't spoken uh, last year, and so on. A couple are, are returns because mm-hmm. they were so popular. One of the things I'd like to say is that I'll, I'd like to just rattle off here. I've got the list here. Sure. And just uh, quickly tell people, uh, an award is going to be given, for example, to Phil Singer. Uh, nobody even knows what he did, but he helped uh, get the HSCA going. He's coming with Hubert Clark and George Bud Barnum, who were the original members of the Kennedy Honor Guard that that, uh, that uh, protected Kennedy's coffin and, and took it to the funeral. And they have some things to say. Ed Schwartz, of course, will be there, and I will be there speaking. I'm going to be speaking on the treachery of the Paynes, Ruth and Michael Payne. And I'm going to also speak about the new uh, evidence files that have come out that show that my book, Me and Lee, was spot on on uh, many uh, things that I couldn't prove before that have come out now. We're going to have Mary Ann Mormon Kramer speaking. She was a grassy old witness. We're going to have Zach Shelton. He is a retired FBI agent. He's an expert on James Files and, and has personally interviewed him many times for years. We're going to have James Dolan. His, de- he said his uh, uh, sp- speech is my dad, the notorious Dallas Hoodlum. We're going to have Edgar Tatro. He's from the Men Who Killed Kennedy. He's an expert, and uh, he's the number one expert probably on the Kennedy assassination now alive. We're going to have Phil Nelson. He's going to be talking about JFK, uh, LBJ's treachery and how James Earl Ray was made a patsy and other things. We're going to have the media, American Media, the second assassination of John F. Kennedy, the movie by John Barber, and Gary Sandin will be there to help. He's written a book, too. On top of that, that's just, that just Friday. On wow. Saturday... We're going to have John B. Wells uh, speaking. We're going to have David Denton of the JFK Historical uh, Society. With He's going to be talking about the July batch of released secret records. And Larry Schnapp. Now, he, Larry is from CAPA, the, the Citizens Against um, Political Assassination. They're holding Houston uh, in Houston a mock trial of Lee Harvey Oswald. And he's going to give us the results of that trial, which were just a couple days before on Thursday and Friday, this is just Saturday, and Randy uh, Benson is going to show us selected film clips from that mock trial and what happened. And then we're going to have Andrew Craig. He is probably the number one journalist in Washington, D.C. that you can trust. He's going to be talking about JFK secret records and about RFK and MLK as well. Then I'm going to be speaking about um, how Michael and Ruth Payne uh, betrayed uh, Kennedy, I mean, uh, Lee Oswald. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Robert Groden. He's going to be getting an award. Now, Robert is getting very ill. You know, these, this may be the last conference where we can get people like this together. He's gone blind in one eye. He's oh, had three no. strokes. People need to know that he deserves the JFK Historical Group Lifetime Achievement Award that we're going to give him. Dr. Cyril Wecht will be there. He's an HSCA original member and the most famous um, pathologist in America. He's on uh, different radio and TV shows all the time, and he shows and proves that magic bullet is, is ballyhoo. Yeah. Robert Tannenbaum is coming from HSCA, and Robert was in, uh, the the the, um, the uh, deputy there, uh, lawyer in charge of the HSCA stuff. Now, then we're going to have um, Dick Russell, and now he wrote, you know, The Man Who Knew Too Much and other important things he's going to be speaking. Then we're going to have the speaker's dinner where people can actually come and sit with these people, and we're going to have music by St. John Hunt and David Neal. David Neal wrote Oswald Didn't Do It. And St. John Hunt, of course, is, will be speaking. He is the son of E. Howard Hunt, who said uh, that uh, Kennedy assassination was caused by the CIA. Then we're having uh, 
so many other rally call, his emergency uh, call to the CIA that he tried to get through. Jeffrey Holmes will be there from New Orleans with all the information about the New Orleans underground. We're going to have new witnesses from New Orleans, Victoria Hawes, Salzer, and others, uh, speaking of uh, who were there and knew that Lee Oswald and I were involved in uh, about the suspicious and untimely deaths in the Kennedy and King assassinations, who died, when and where, and how. St. John and Chris Milligan are going to be speaking. Then Larry Rivera, he is the expert, absolute expert on Dealey Plaza and who is really standing where and what's really going on with all that. We're going to have the film The Searchers by Randy Benson, which is fantastic. And Beverly Oliver is going to be speaking. Now on the 22nd, I just want to get this in real quickly. We're the ones that are holding and sponsoring the moment of silence in the Kennedy Remembrance Ceremony at the very time it happened, which was November 22nd, and we're holding the moment of silence, which is 54 seconds this year, and we're going to have a real special, uh, the taps, and we're going to have special music, uh, because uh, this is Kennedy's 100th birthday. Yes, now, right. others hold the moment of silence on the weekend or here or there uh, when they hold their conference. We're doing it on the correct day at the correct time, and I invite everyone to come. No, it doesn't cost a thing. And uh, we, we do this to honor JFK. Wow, that is one heck of a lineup. Um, I've got it's, about, it's actually historic. It really is. I've got about three minutes left. Um, the movie JFK with Kevin Costner, what did you think of it? A lot of it was pretty good, um, despite what you'll see on... People don't realize when you make a movie, you're going to have what's called artistic license. You make yeah. it interesting. It's not, going to be the, it's not going to be the Warren Commission, you know? He did a really good job. Uh, well, like David Ferry, though, was mm-hmm. taller and his voice was higher and uh, his wig was worse. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I could go on and on. Sure, there are problems like that, but this was a movie and it opened people's eyes and so much of it was true. So, Wow. What's next for Judith Very Baker? What are you going to do next, on? Well, I want to write a book about Dan Marvin, mm-hmm. uh, Expendable Elite, uh, to uh, show how he... Uh, Defend, trying to defend, and De- Dennis David, too, who just died. Um, and uh, I want to write this book about them. I want to write also, it's called the Anti-Cancer Cookbook. Too many people are getting cancer. Too many people don't know what to do. Uh, in uh, One of the things I'll be doing in New Orleans, and I haven't even mentioned that bus tour, but it, on the 20th and 21st, Saturday and uh, Friday and Saturday in New Orleans, I'm going to be at the Crown Plaza Hotel there out at the airport and hope everybody will come to that because that's when I'm going to show everybody the evidence files that I, and, and uh, talk personally to them about all of the um, things that are missing from the regular files and so on that we have now discovered. If they see the evidence files with their own eyes, I need witnesses. I may not be able to come back to America after this year. I've been harassed by the, every time I fly, it's getting worse and worse. And, and, um, this last time, um, bad things, really bad things happened. I can't talk about it because a judge is involved now. Oh, my gosh. They, they, yeah, they really get it. Um, every time it comes, something awful happens. I may not be able to come back to the United States after this year. Well, you can always come to Canada. <laughs> oh, I will. There you I go. will. I mean, it's been wonderful the way people have treated me in Canada. God bless you. Thank you, dear. Um, we, uh, quickly, uh, in, in one minute or less, I understand that you've had some ferocious attacks on uh, the internet on and Facebook. Attacks? 
Well, they don't need a thing. When if you go to my Facebook page, Judith Baker, mm-hmm. you're going to find out how many how many people are so kind and supportive, and they have seen because I put there day after day, every single day, I put another something else up about what uh, has been lied about and so on. They've got the records. I showed the, the, the documents, everything. You go there and you're going to learn a lot about the Kennedy assassination. And yes, we could use donations. We could use help. Every cent that comes from sales of me and Lee and so on, every single penny goes to run the conference and to keep me uh, able to be able to come to them. Judith, we have to say so long for tonight, but I want to thank you once again for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And I wish you continued success and I believe one day you will get the truth out there. Oh, we will. We will. God, give me the chance to keep talking. That's all. Judith, take care of yourself. And Nation, if you'd like further information about the conference, www.jfkdallasconference.com. That's www.jfkdallasconference.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. As we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And you're listening to us around the world on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and iHeartRadio. Radio.